Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Vanessa Mariah, who is a writer, creative entrepreneur, game changer, and hope seeker. We have so much to talk about, Vanessa, and welcome. Thank you so much, Summer. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Let's jump right into talking a bit about your personal background. Let's chat about where you grew up and about your personal journey. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado. Um, My parents are Mexican and Spanish descent, and I had a really unique background. So I come from a big family, a family of five siblings, but both of my parents actually got remarried when I was really younger. So we actually had, um, my friends like to joke around and say that I'm from the United Nations because uh, my family is extremely diverse. We have a representation of almost every culture within my immediate family. So growing up, I was almost like a chameleon. I saw the world uh, a lot differently just because of all the, you know, I was really blessed and fortunate to have so many different cultures um, raise me. And it's just how I viewed the world. Like I viewed that, you know, everyone was different in the most beautiful ways, but also the same on um, a larger scale. But, you know, that's not the reality for everybody. And so um, I think it made me really uh, a unique person to be able to, you know, kind of share my story. And I've been, I mean, I've had values set in stone with me really early on as to be a hard worker. And to get where you want to go in life, you, you know, you have to really dive in. And that's where I get that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but also my creativity comes from being able to be influenced by so many different cultures growing up. Well, can you touch on those moments where you were confronted by some major life changes and how you work through some of those changes? Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, I guess one example would be I grew up in a really unique situation. So my dad and his wife lived in a really affluent neighborhood. Um, But I grew up with my mom, which was not a neighborhood that was affluent at all, actually very poor. Um, So it was really interesting for me to grow up in two different worlds. On the weekends, I would be in this neighborhood that, you know, he had nice cars, mansions, things like that. And my normal life would be everybody is just working hard at a young age, trying to support their parents during school. Um, It was really different, but also for me, I think it really sowed seeds into my life that I wanted to be better for my future family. Um, Even though, you know, my dad lived in this neighborhood, he wasn't rich. (laughs) He just happened to get into the neighborhood before it really started growing and developing. Um, So he always instilled hard work into me. But being raised in a neighborhood that was um, looked down upon and, you know, people would come into our school and say nothing good ever comes out of this school. It really, I took that negativity and it really pushed and drove me to be the first one in my family to go to college and graduate from university. Um, It pushed me to want to be a business person and work for myself. Um, And it also pushed me to be really compassionate and caring for every single person that is either rich or poor, because I learned that 
at the end of the day, we all are very similar. Money doesn't make you happier. It makes it things easier. Yes, of course. But it doesn't make, I feel like a lot of people still struggle with the same things. They struggle with, you know, being alone or depression or things like that and viewing themselves as valuable. Absolutely. I love that. Can you explain, when we've touched on this, as you being an author, can you explain your passion for being a children's author? Yeah, when I was growing up, I would write children's books um, just for fun. I would either like combine two of my favorite books together and make a story with those characters. I actually uh, did that in third grade and won an award for it. Um, But I just have always had like a childlike spirit and like a huge imagination. And I think that goes into play with uh, the creativity side. So for that side, when I was became an adult, actually during quarantine, which I think really helps my story really unique because every single one of us were impacted by COVID-19. And yes, it brought a lot of downsides, but I also feel like it gave us a reset button and brought a lot of light to a lot of things that were important and so for me I didn't I knew I would be a children's author at some point in my life I didn't know when but you know after losing my job and having so much free time I was like I think now is a good time to really start working on these projects that I've always had on the on the um, back end so I decided to sit down one day and really get into my quiet space and clear my head and out of it was this book it was birth and I think that just speaks volumes that you can turn a negative situation into a positive situation those gifts are in you and they will come out eventually Um, but you have to also take the time to just sit still and actually let yourself be free and creative and help it come to fruition I love what you talk about here you lost your job it was during a pandemic you were in quarantine, but yet your mindset was still positive. You were sitting still, you were doing some reflection. And I like what you said about that, sitting still. And a lot of clarity can come from Absolutely. sitting still. So tell us about how you did that. How you, is it just innately in you in regards to you have this bounce back spirit? Or is it some process that you have to work through the challenges. So for instance, losing your job and then saying, ah, you know what? I have to go into this process of reflection or I want to rather. And then something nice, something wonderful came out of it. So tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Honestly, my life hasn't been very easy and I will be the first one. I'm very human too. Like it, there are times in my life where I get really frustrated with how things turn out or don't understand. Um, I think the anchor of me being able to sit still and overcome a lot of the things that I've overcome has been my faith. Um, That has been the core root of me. It's not easy. A lot of people look at, you know, um, faith. I don't necessarily say I'm religious. I don't really like the term religious, um, but I have a relationship with God and that having the differentiator between relationship and religion actually, I feel like it makes it more human and more relatable. Um, So honestly, that has been the thing that has got me to overcome a lot of things. 
but for um, listeners who you know are not necessarily spiritual and they want the more practical version of it um, the practical side of it is a friend of mine she always told me to write the pros and cons make a list so if you're in a situation and you have no idea what to do it's always good to make a list of pros and cons and I think this is a really great exercise to kind of help you really evaluate if your situation is as bad as it seems because I think us as humans uh, we tend to see just the bad part of the situation and it it actually is seems a lot bigger than it actually is Um, and you know fortunate for me like I actually feel like I was prepared for um, the pandemic right before it happened so I actually lost my job um, a couple months before the pandemic had literally no money in my bank account was having to pay rent um, wasn't sure how I was going to make it. I was in the city by myself. I, I, you know, I live in Miami now. I'm originally from Denver, but I have no family here. Just, just me. Um, and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, this is, this is wild. And so of course I went through the motions, you know, just like any human being. And while I was sitting in my car, I was like, how am I going to to do this. I've done it before. I've gotten myself out of situations before, but this seems a little bigger than I thought it would be. And I did the list. I wrote down the pros and cons and out of that started getting ideas as I was sitting still. Okay. You don't have money to pay rent. Miami is a hotspot for vacationing. Make your place Airbnb and stay with friends. So, you know, I turned not having rent that month and I was able to make the rent in two weekends because I decided to Airbnb my place and stay with some friends. And, you know, for, you know, for me, God, they were here to like lend me a place to sleep for a weekend or two. And it's just going back into that mindset is like nothing ever is final. Money is going to come and go, uh, but there is always a solution. And whether or not you feel stuck or trapped you if you sit still and you really evaluate the pros and cons as you're sitting there your mind starts to clear up and you're like oh this idea is going to come in and this idea and this idea but you can't be afraid to actually execute those things and I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is the fear comes in I fully agree with you you have touched on so many things here Vanessa but what I do like that you touched on is anchoring and core values, your spirituality. So I think part of understanding that anchoring or being anchored Mm -hmm. is understanding your values. Exactly. Your core values. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the pros and cons, which are great. But before that came your core values, that's your launching pad. That's what's going to keep you grounded. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to keep those ideas and that gumption and that that energy flowing where you don't doubt yourself. You go back to those core values. I would say, list out your core values, mm-hmm. understand your core values, go back to those core values. And that's going to be your anchor. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to continually be your launching point. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I love it. And you're absolutely right. A lot of people, when they get into these situations will over escalate them, Mm -hmm. over dramatize them, and it'll start swirling around in your head. Sometimes, as you said, silence sitting there. And from that will come clarity. Mm -hmm. 
but you have to execute the exactly. ideas. And so that's magnificent <laughs> what you thought of in regards to lost my job. I have an apartment though. How can I utilize the resources I already have to meet my needs? Mm-hmm. And you did that. I, I did. I did. Um... <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> Bravo to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, I, like I said, it, it comes down to like how I was raised, you know, my mom had us up early in the morning rolling burritos. She had a job, but she sold them at her job or like on the side to make extra income. And that's just always been something that's been instilled in us. Like when you don't have a way to make it, you figure it out. And I love that. I love that you said, if you don't have a way to make it, you figure it out. You didn't say fake it until you make it. You figure it out. out. You don't have to fake it. If you go back to those core values and that foundation, and you also had modeling, and I don't care if it's rolling burritos to executing this huge corporation, yeah, it is still entrepreneurship. It is, yeah. And we take the same steps to do similar things. It just looks different for each of us. And so, or very similar steps, right? So mm-hmm. here you are taking your resources, turning those around, and having and creating this entrepreneurial spirit. So I love it and doing something and executing your plan. So that's so important. So let's talk about this first book. If a kid were president, let's talk yeah. about this. Um, yeah. So like I said, I was sitting one day and um, just looking at everything that was happening with our world. Like there was so much negativity on the news we had this global pandemic we've nobody's ever, you know, gone through in their lifetime um, or in our lifetime. And then just looking at, you know, eventually I, you know, want to be a mom and I have young nephews and I was able to, you know, be a part of raising them. And I was looking at their lives, like, or thinking about my future plans, like, wow, is this, this the world that we have? Is this what we're going to raise be raising our children in and how are they feeling and so I was sitting there and I'm like this they need a voice you know our children are a lot smarter than we think and the adults were going through so much I almost feel like the children were forgotten they have a whole new world that they're living in they're on school via zoom you know, it's already hard for an adult to sit through a meeting for 20 minutes on a Zoom meeting and then have a child. You expect a kid to sit in class all day. Like, it's not realistic. And so, um, and then seeing, like, all the, you know, the hate come from, you know, differences of culture and um, race, it it was really hurtful. And so, you know, especially with my nephews, they're, they're a blended mix. I wanted to be able to just sit back and write a book encouraging children that this is not the world that you have to live in. You have the power to create your own world, no matter your race, background, um, beliefs, it is in your power in your hands to view the world the way you want to view it. And just having a childlike perspective, I actually interviewed my nieces and nephews and I asked them, what, what would you do if you are president? And all of these ideas started to spring out. And I'm like, wow, these are really great ideas. These are solutions to problems that we have currently. And these are coming from children. So 
I decided to write this book to share it with not only children, but also the adults reading it. One of the lines is, if a kid were president, it would be so evident to turn trash into treasure so the world will last forever. And that came from the idea of, you know, my nieces and nephews said that they would, you know, make the world like recycling was important to them because of global warming happening and the weather patterns changing. They're like, we want to take care of our world. We want to be sure that we're finding things to use this garbage or, you know, items and repurpose it. And so having those visions and those ideas and putting it into a really quick read, especially for a preschooler or, you know, third grader, it just starts sparking those ideas. And that's what I wanted to give back to the world. I wanted them to see, you know, characters that looked just like them. I wanted them to see that um, they have this, you know, ability to dream big and um, become president or even change, you know, just their environment around. And also show that there are solutions to these big world problems to their parents. And, you know, lucky for me, you know, I didn't foresee that our future vice president would be, you know, a woman and a woman of color. Um, And it's just goes hand in hand with the book because it shows black, white, brown, every type of religion in the book itself, because it's not limited. You know, people have opinions about every single thing, but you are who you are, you have the power to make who you are in life. Yes, people have different challenges. But going back to, you know, figuring it out. It's just something, you know, you have that strength within you before you were born, that you have the power to overcome that. So that's why I wanted to write this book to really give that, you know, conversation starter for teachers, children, uh, mentors, and parents. I love it. Thank you so much for that description of the book. It is so important that we see these views of children because they are come from such innocence and such a place of honesty. Yeah. And they are just learning their value structure. And yet they have such wisdom already and such knowledge that we shouldn't discount. Yeah. And I love that you included that and your phrasing of that one sentence was just beautiful. So yes, I can't wait to read this book. I am all about children's literature because a lot of times I was a lit major in undergrad and one of my favorite classes was children's literature. And the reason being is there was so much value in children's literature that a lot of times I thought it was overlooked. And there are people like Hans Christian Andersen, whom I absolutely love. He wrote these intense stories with these incredible messages and they weren't necessarily always for children. They were like for adults, right? right. So, and so that's what I like about this book too, because there is that crossover between here's a message for children, but there's also a message for adults. So what do you want children and or adults to take away from this book? Um, what I want them to take away from this book is to really realize what's important in life. Um, We have big issues, but with small steps, you can make a difference. And so my biggest goal was just to make sure that people can see the, the light in the mess, right? We have a 
big problem going back to even my thinking process. You know, this huge problem, but where's the light in it? Where can you start taking those steps to move forward? And that's exactly my message for this book is start taking the small steps, start really evaluating, you know, how you can make an impact in the world because it really does start with you and watch how your world around you changes, not the entire world, just your, just your world. And then, you know, that's just going to have a domino effect. When your world changes, it's going to impact someone else's and move forward until it does get into the entire world. You know, I just wrote something the other day where I said, courage is, or becomes contagious. Mm -hmm. And what I really meant is that first step leads to the second step because it becomes exciting. Yeah. And there's the contagion there. Mm-hmm. So um, where can folks find this book? Yes, you can. It is available on amazon.com. So everybody has Amazon Prime. It's available for Prime as well. Um, everybody, I don't know, shops in Amazon, but you can find it. Just do a quick search. If a kid were president, first option that pops up um, and you can purchase it there for your little ones, nieces and nephews, um, friends, families. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Are you working on another book? I am starting to work on another book. I'm not sure the timeline yet, just because, you know, this one, I just, it was a surprise to me, to be honest. Um, So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. I don't have a timeline, but yes, definitely be on the lookout for more. We will. We will. As we come to the end of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom, what would they be? My words of wisdom would be, and I live by this daily, is un día a la vez, which means one day at a time. And honestly, these words have gotten me through a lot of tough times and a lot of good times because it really is just one day at a time. Tomorrow isn't promised. We have no idea, you know, just, I mean, look at what happened last year alone or even these few months of this new year. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. But if you take things one day at a time, you can look back and see like, wow, my life has really been fulfilling because I wasn't worried about tomorrow or worried about yesterday. I was enjoying the moment and what I can do today. Well, thank you, Vanessa, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Absolutely, Summer. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. If you would like to know more about Vanessa Mariah, you can find her at Facebook, at The Backpack Messenger, Instagram, at Vanessa Mariah, and at TheBackpackMessenger.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women And please stay tuned for continued growth of the core women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.